Political Occupation, a podcast series brought to you by the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College and hosted by the Executive Director of the Institute, Neil Levesque. This NHIOP podcast project gives listeners a firsthand account of the ways in which campaign staffers, journalists, pollsters, and top advisors shape our country's political landscape. Neil and his high-profile guests will take you behind the scenes and discuss how they got their start, career challenges, mentors, and what the future holds for the next generation. Let's pull back the curtain and get ready for this episode of Political Occupation. Well, welcome back to Political Occupation. This is Neil Levesque. Um, today we have a really great guest who spent a lot of time in New Hampshire politics, but with a lot of national flavor to it. Um, has been a leader in the Democratic Party here in, in New Hampshire um, and has worked for some really notable people in many different roles. So I'd like to welcome Mike Vlasic today, who's a senior advisor to Senator Gene Sheen. Welcome. Welcome, Mike. It's great to be on. I always love talking with you, Neil, and uh, I'm excited for this conversation. Excellent. So what I was thinking is I'm just going to read, like, you have a great bio here, and I just think that for people who are listening, uh, this, this is kind of a great background for someone who is thinking about going into politics. Um, this is, this is the kind of resume you want. So I'll just read it that you're currently serving as senior advisor to Senator Gene Shaheen. He has served in a number of roles in, uh, working for her when she was governor in the Senate offices, most notice, notice, notably as her state director and campaign manager in her successful 2014 reelection against Scott Brown. Uh, Mike has also served as acting state director to U.S. Senator Maggie Hassan, that's our other U.S. Senator, deputy chief of staff to Governor John Lynch, campaign manager to Governor Lynch, New Hampshire Democratic Party executive director, 2004 Democratic Party coordinated campaign manager, as well as New Hampshire state director for the 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign. That is quite the background. There's no Republican things in there, Mike, I noticed. I, I have um, a lot of dear Republican friends, uh, including those that I love, but I wish failure on them um, every election cycle, professionally, never personally. And, um, you know, I have actually worked, um, uh, my first job out of college was actually for a group called the Concord Coalition. Um, and that was a nonpartisan, um, uh, bipartisan organization um, that Senators Rudman and Songus founded. Um, so one of the first people ever hired me out of college was um, Rich Ashu, who um, is a wonderful person, ran for Congress, but has done so much more than that over the course of his career. Um, so I, I, I obviously um, am a proud Democrat, but if you grew up in New Hampshire, you understand you know, that to get anything done, you really have to work with people on both sides of the aisle and, um, you know, you can fight hard in campaigns, but you have to govern thoughtfully and work together, you know, to get things done. So I've been, um, you know, very fortunate over the years to have dear friends on both sides of the aisle. But, you know, I think they appreciate and respect that I have a point of view and, and um, 
and, you know, set of beliefs and, and as they do, and we just, you know, agree to disagree at times and, you know, sometimes fight very hard in the, court, in the, <laughs> in the context of a campaign, which is the way it should be. Well, you know, that's actually a good point. I would say that uh, in sure there are people who are partisans like you are. You're obviously one side of the aisle, but who are very well respected by the other side. And you're definitely one of those people. And I think that that's to your advantage. You know, uh, you're not always going to um, be able to do things just on your side of the aisle. And um, you've served in other roles uh, leading up the New Hampshire College and University Council. Obviously, you know, that's the kind of nonpartisan role that you want to be able to have friends on both sides. But you mentioned Rich Asher. He's now working for the Trump administration in the Treasury Department. So rather interesting. Yes that he would have hired you. So you came out of college and you said, I have, I just know that I like politics. And so you jumped in with a Concord coalition, but how did you, how'd you land to sort of this? I mean, you really are part of the, sure. the establishment. It's a, it's a sort of a bad word out there sometimes, but in politics, if you can be a part of that establishment, it's very effective. Tell us how you got involved with that. Yeah, no, it's a good question, you know, and to be honest, you know, I, I still, I will never quite understand, I understand what, what people are suggesting when they say establishment, but I think that most people that are in public service are actually trying to make change, you know, and I view, you know, my life's mission professionally, uh, you know, to try to, you know, move and advance, you know, um, the cause for, you know, helping people. Right. And so, you know, I don't, I, in general, um, my interest in politics started when I was very young, you know, my parents were immigrants, you know, they came here in the late fifties from, um, just after war torn Europe. Um, and they were very, very, very focused on, um, helping their kids to achieve the American dream. And to them, it was an honorable pursuit to take part in the democratic process. You know, my family came up here when I was very young from New York, um, you know, both, um, you know, blue collar, um, you know, um, not terribly politically engaged people, but, um, you know, very thoughtful um, about their role as new American citizens. And so when we moved to New Hampshire, I was 10. My dad, um, you know, basically self-taught himself English and he saw in the newspaper that John Glenn was going to be campaigning for president, you know, two miles from our house. And we could go see him for free. My father thought that was hilarious. You know, he thought that was the best deal in town. So he took us all down to meet John Glenn. And then, you know, I remember months later, we all got to see Ronald Reagan give a speech on the, in front of the state house. They, they shut down the Concord schools that day. So you really being in New Hampshire, um, you have this very special opportunity to engage in the democratic process very early. And so that um, did set things in motion for me. Um, and so that by the time I was in high school, I was getting more and more politically active through high school and young Democrats. And when I got to college, I got very involved. My freshman year um, at UNH, I basically started organizing the um, presidential campaign on campus for um, a lesser known candidate who the who students on campus were not that interested in named Bill Clinton. 
Um, I loved him. I loved that he was a new type of politics, a new type of Democrat. I actually loved um, his wife even more. I thought she was very exciting. Uh, and I was actually quoted in the student paper at the time suggesting that she was the one that should have been running for president, which little did I know, you know, 20 somewhat years later um, would have, um, you know, curried favor with her that um, I had said that. And so, um, <laughs> but, you know, but really it was my experience in, in college interning. Um, my state senator at the time was someone that you may have heard of, um, Jean Shaheen. Um, and so I got to know her because she represented our, our district um, where UNH was. And so I would go to the state house to testify in support of um, public funding for higher education. And I would meet her and several other people. Annie Custer's mom was um, a state senator at the time. You know, a lot of really amazing people. And they were so kind and welcoming towards um, young people that were coming in to engage in the process that it made it really easy for me um, to get involved as I started to look after college at what was available. I got involved with the Concord Coalition. Um, you know, Rich hired me, but actually the reason why I got involved was um, the executive director of the New Hampshire Democratic Party at the time, Bob Quinn, um, who now runs the um, Realtors Association in New Hampshire, um, called me and he worked for, he had worked for um, Dick Sweat, who was congressman at the time, um, called me out of the blue. He had heard me on a radio program uh, for NHPR talking about, you know, youth generational issues, Generation X in politics at the time. This is 1995. And he called me and said, hey, you know, we're starting to get um, the uh, Clinton Gore reelection campaign started up and we're looking to set up a staff for the primary. And, you know, I'd love to, you know, see if you'd be interested in getting involved. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of great things. I, I went to UNH, Bob did, um, you know, and so if you're interested, let me know, send me your resume. And that was before I even graduated. They had to take their time hiring. So in the interim, he had heard that the Concord Coalition was looking for someone to be their state field director. So he, um, he actually lent my name to the Concord Coalition folks and they were great. You know, they sort of knew that I might not um, be there that long, but um, they were looking for, you know, um, people that might be willing to come on board. I got paid, I think it was $800 a month. Um, and, you know, I certainly couldn't afford that. I, I was, you know, um, certainly not a, person of means and um but i you know i knew that that's sort of what you have to do when you start out you know you you, you so have to take a bit were, of a discount you were you essentially yeah. working for the conquer coalition that's kind of tied into the songus and songus is running too in 92 so that didn't hurt you well no so so fast forward i actually so fast forward i did clinton gore in 91 92 um in the primary and that is how i got you know, more known. But then come 1995, as I was getting ready to graduate, Bill Clinton was going in for reelect, going up for reelection. And at that point, you know, Senator Songus had, you know, morphed um, his efforts into the Concord Coalition. And so, you know, ironically, someone that I had been campaigning against in 1991, 92, um, you know, was one of the people that I eventually was working for right out of college, you know, fast forward four years. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, 
So <laughs> you go, so you, so even before you graduating, you're tied really into this Clinton, to some degree Shaheen universe. And quite a few people in New Hampshire politics have come up through that. And I think it's sort of a testament of the fact that they sort of take care of the people who are, are working for them and are in that universe. That always doesn't happen. Did you say? If you, if you work hard and you are um, thoughtful, um, you will do well in those organizations. You know, Gene Shaheen, um, and I will say this to my grave, um, is one of the kindest, um, most thoughtful mentors you could ask for. She is just behind the scenes. Um, and, and, and I know you know this and a number of people that have personally interacted with her. She's just a wonderful human being. And, um, but, you know, she's also in the best way possible. Um, very, very, very um, focused on not perfection, but a commitment to excellence by her team. And she leads by example. And quite frankly, you know, I was, you know, um, at time, you know, even though I know I worked hard in college and I, and I, and I was very conscientious, I, I saw myself as kind of a goof at times and sort of underperformed in certain areas. Um, working for her, essentially after my first campaign out of college, my first job, you know, if, if my first few jobs were campaign jobs, but when I went to work in her governor's office, that changed the course of my life because she set an example for all of us. Um, you know, she's the best um, legislator, executive, and campaign mind I will ever know. And, you know, she has the whole package. And so, her, but her attention to detail, um, you know, and commitment to sort of understanding the dynamics really sort of set a very hard, hard, high bar. And for younger staffers, you know, if that's what you come into <laughs> politics, it sort of becomes like your default mode. Like, okay, this is how I have to perform. I don't know if I will ever live up to, you know, that level of excellence, but, you know, it certainly helped me grow up very fast, um, get organized very fast within six months of working for her after the election of 1995-96. Um, I went to work for her as a caseworker. Um, very tough work, very rewarding work, but very tough work. But within six months, I was um, promoted to become her scheduler. Um, and, you know, I was uh, 24 at the time. You would not have known me to be a scheduler when I was in um, college, you know, meaning I couldn't figure out how to get myself to class on time sometimes. But I grew up real fast and I got to know her really well. And again, you know, you, I started off... Um, that was not what I was planning on doing when I got out of college. I mean, I was planning on going to DC. I was planning on being focused on policy, eventually law school and, you know, but I was flexible and it was kind of a historic moment. First woman elected governor in New Hampshire, first democratic governor in a number of years. And, um, and so I took something that was different than what I had assumed I was going to be doing. And I was very fortunate that I, and that I took that opportunity. And the scheduling role is actually one of the most important roles in an operation like that, right? Because that determines where they go, what their message is, what their theme, what they're talking about, their interaction with their family, their spouse. It's a very, very uh, powerful role within the operation. Wouldn't you say so? 
yes and you are um you are you know basically tasked with being you have to be really organized and you have to be really detail oriented and it um and you have to really focus on um you know how a connects to b and b connects to c so how you connect all the different elements of your organization and get them communicating and synced up it, it was really that it laid the groundwork for me to eventually run you know a number of political and other organizations because i got to see those connections selfishly it also allowed me in a very at a very young age to meet a ton of really interesting people from all walks of new hampshire life you know politics business government um nonprofits because you know they were all asking for the governor's time or we were working to um put together really interesting conversations with people and i also had to learn you know sort of at a surface level early on about a lot of different key issues and key organizations in the state so it was a real pivotal moment um in my life i was nervous to take the job because i didn't think i was ready um i was very fortunate that i had people um like the senator and our chief of staff rich siegel and our legal counsel um at the time judy reardon who saw more in me than i saw in myself to be very honest um and so they thought i could do it <laughs> when i didn't and um and i'm very grateful you know that they saw that in me um and it really was sort of the turning point for me um because you know from there i i you know i started to take on more and more responsibility and roles and um but i also you know grew up really fast and and got organized really really fast because you know the senator's day to day and long term you know um work depended on me being organized and and attentive to where what and where she needed to be so let's fast forward here a little bit so now you're the senior advisor to senator shaheen so there's a chief of staff in washington there's a state director here and you're the senior advisor so tell us what a day to what the day to day sort of is like for sure. you as a senior advisor, she, uh, as listeners may know, is on the ballot this fall. Um, she is running for re-election. Uh, there's a lot of sort of things going on with that and keeping an eye on that. But tell us what your day-to-day -day is like. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, you know, each day is different than the other. The COVID era, um, you know, has been um, very intense, you know, and, 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 um and quite frankly um you know i've worked now for gene shaheen through some very challenging times in our states you know in our country's history you know um i remember vividly being in her office the morning of 9 11 you know and um we were working on the um we were on a call with her um you know and working on the potential closure of um the paper mill up in Berlin when we got word about what would happen and you know and then subsequent to that you had obviously the um you know the emergency aspect of it the 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 the, the safety aspects of it but there was also economic upheaval that occurred you know in the recession following that so you know we've seen a, a few iterations of tough economic spells nothing compares to what we saw now but um you know so my day-to-day -day, though, you know, is basically one where, you know, you start your day off um, 
you know, very much with a morning check-in with, um, you know, core staff, um, you know, and you sort of, and, and, and a lot of times a senator, you go through, um, you review what happened previous day, you go through what is ahead um, that day and for the week ahead, and then you'll do some, um, it, on a daily basis, you'll do some look ahead, but you wait mostly to a weekly meeting where you do a long-term look ahead. And that gives everybody sort of a chance to regroup, um, go through, you know, sort of all the emails and <laughs> texts and conversations um, and sort of have a, a, a catch-all moment where we can sort of just talk through it if we haven't had to do so during the day. Um, you know, I try to be supportive to our chief of staff, our communications team, our our state director on, you know, any number of issues. I, you know, I bring... Um, in addition to the senator and, and our staff um, who, you know, we have a number that have stayed with center for a number, some time, you know, institutional knowledge, but also, you know, um, a, a grounding in New Hampshire um, and connection to New Hampshire. So as we review press releases or we review um, legislative memos, things like that, I'm able to, you know, um, support the team and, um, you know, and provide, you know, uh, an additional perspective or, you know, help give validation to um, thought or push back. So any number of things, um, but it, you know, I, I try to connect with every part of the organization and be supportive of them and supportive to them. Um, you know, I, I joke that, um, you know, it's simply, you know, I'm now, you know, I've just been around so long that, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's more a reflection that you just end up knowing a lot of stuff, but I, you know, I think it's a little more than that, hopefully, but, um, you know, you, it is helpful to give historic context to things as well. You know, we, we worked on this at this time and, oh, oh, this person was someone that we worked with in the governor's office days. So let's, you know, let's talk to them, you know, things like that. Um, so it's been, you know, it's very rewarding. Um, I, you know, I, I, I felt compelled to go back and work for her. Um, you know, I, I've worked on and off for her for most of my professional career um, with some significant breaks along the way. Um, I had been away from the office for five years um, after I was her state director. Um, and, you know, but with what's going on in the world right now, it just felt like it was a good time, um, you know, to, to come back and I'm honored, you know, to work for her. I, that's the other thing, just as an aside, I, I've been, I've always been very fortunate. Um, and who I work with and work, who I work for, is, is obviously most important. Who I work with is always another thing that I look at as I'm evaluating what I want to do professionally. And I think that's important for people to think about, um, you know, it's not just who you work for, the organization you work for, but, you know, how will your, um, how will you enjoy your day-to-day -day with the people you work with? You can't, not everybody's going to love you. You're not going to love everybody. It's not going to always go the way you want. You actually want diversity of opinion and, and uh, among other things in an organization, you want people that are going to challenge you. But it, it's nice to know that you work with people that are highly professional. Um, and, you know, and I've just been very fortunate literally in every job that I've taken to be in an environment like that. But I, I, I do um, I do put a lot of attention and time into, into thinking about that and, and who I'm going to work with. Um, and, so, I, and I just love the team. Yeah. So I want to just hit um, kind of my final sort of question for you. 
I want you to hit a little bit about the 2016 role for Hillary Clinton. You're the campaign manager sure. essentially for New Hampshire, which is a critical state. Um, but you're not the campaign manager nationally. So you have to deal with a national office. You have to deal with, you know, she at the time is, is sort of, I would, she's not an incumbent, but there's a lot of this sort of thought that she was going to win the presidency, win the nomination. And so you have a lot of people who want to be involved. It's not like, you know, you're starting out with crumbs. Um, how do you balance all that? And how do you balance all these different interests? You know, you had New York, you had here. Uh, sure. You know, tell us about that. So, you know, I, and as you, you know, as you, as you point out, I was her state director in the primary and the general election. Um, I came in to the job, you know, basically, you know, they, they reached out to me right after the 2014 reelection win where I, I, I managed Senator Sheen's campaign. Um, and, you know, pretty quickly sort of decided that I wanted to um, run Hillary's New Hampshire campaign. I knew going into it that expectations were going to be very high. Um, she had won New Hampshire four years earlier in the primary. Um, and I, you know, and, and I knew that <laughs> I could only go down, you know, and, and um, you know, the world was very different from when she announced from when she ended up, you know, the final, the votes were cast in New Hampshire. Um, but I will say, um, I, even though it was a very brutal primary campaign and we had a very, very difficult outcome, um, I always felt very supported and appreciated by headquarters in New York and by Hillary herself. Um, they understood um, what was coming at us and how difficult it was. And so I was, um, I was grateful, you know, quite frankly, that they were understanding, um, you know, that we, we were going to have a tough hand dealt to us in New Hampshire. Um, and I felt like we did a, as good a job as we could. Um, but, you know, it's just a tough environment. So, you know, I, I had that experience going through the primary. They were great. They gave me a national role um, after the primary until New Hampshire started back up. I was, I wanted to continue to stay in New Hampshire. My family's here. And so they, you know, they, they, we knew that I was going to run the state if she got the nomination and, um, and, you know, and I was never shy about pointing out what I was worried about here in New Hampshire. Nobody really disagreed with me. <laughs> you know, a lot of people saw the threats early on. They saw what was coming here. Um, and so at that point we had to really work to figure out how to mitigate the damage um, and, um, and yet, you know, have a credible effort in New Hampshire because we knew that it was going to be a general election um, battleground state. And so, you know, to her credit, Hillary never pulled out of New Hampshire. You know, she stayed here the whole week leading up to New Hampshire, even though we knew we were going to get crushed. Um, she made one important departure from New Hampshire to go to Flint which I fully supported and, um, and, and quite frankly loved that she did that. Um, but she stayed here because she, showed, she wanted to show people that she doesn't quit and that, she, and that New Hampshire was going to be important to her in the general. And I think that loyalty um, you know, allowed our volunteer base, which was very strong, to stay. And then, you know, um, but yeah, no, I think my, my, my experience and my you know, years um, working on campaigns and quite frankly, working in a state office for Senator Shaheen with a DC operation, you know, w with her 
Washington office helped me not get frustrated at times with um, talking with and, and, and engaging with a headquarters, if you will, because I was quite used to having a, a Washington office in the Senate office. And so, and I understood the challenges at times that they were all sort of working a million miles a minute and that, you know, I wasn't necessarily front of mind at times when they were dealing with what they needed to. So it was on me to figure out how to create structures to have good conversation and decision-making and get ahead of problems if I needed to, but also, um, you know, work with them to help them. And so it really was very good training for me to deal with um, tough situations and also working the 14 race against Scott Brown. It was unexpected, um, but it helped me prepare for a more nationalized experience, um, you know, because he, 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 and they quite frankly did a good job doing this. They nationalized the race and we rose to that occasion as well. Um, but it was good training ground for me unexpectedly, you know, um, to go into the 16 race. Um, so you know, it was a miserable experience at time in 2016, but that was um, environmental. It was, but internally, it was, again, a very rewarding professional experience. And I learned a lot and I learned a lot about myself. So in the few moments we have left, why don't you tell uh, our listeners, if you were a college student um, or a graduate and you're thinking about uh, some of the mistakes you've made or some of the successes you've had, what's some advice that you'd give to that student who hopes to sort of be in the same profession that you're in? Sure. I mean, number one, I really, I really can't overstate the importance of internships in college, um, engaging as a volunteer in causes that you believe in, not just candidates, but if you have an issue that you're passionate about, um, I would say to people that aren't even interested in politics, people aren't interested in going into business, I would encourage them to try to engage in the political process, even if you hate politics, because it's important to understand how it works. It demystifies it. It will help you. It will, a, it will save you a lot of money and maybe not having to hire uh, as many lobbyists <laughs> if you understand how to actually navigate government. Um, and, uh, but it also will help you understand how to do there's this intermixing of government and politics that, um, and business that will help people who are even not in politics, in, in business, help them to sort of understand how to navigate all this. But I, I think it really is um, very early on. And then it's, like I said earlier, and I was quite deliberate, taking on a role, even if it isn't exactly what you want to do, um, and then being very clear with the people you work with as you do a good job at what you have been tasked to do about talking with them about how to grow and how to evolve from that role. And, but proving to them at the same time, the people you work for and with that you are very focused on your job at hand, because we all started in the same way. It's, you know, we want, you know, we want people that are ambitious and, and want to grow and want to pursue opportunities, including pursuing a, an advanced degree at some point, if that's what they want to do. My wife is more accomplished than me in politics. Um, she found the time to get her MBA. I didn't get an advanced degree. So in retrospect, um, I don't know if it really hurt me or not, but I, I, it's something I always had wanted to do, but I got so caught up in the day-to-day -day of work that I didn't find the time. She had the ability and the discipline to do it. 
So I would say to people, you know, don't lose sight of that. Getting that additional education, if you can, um, would have been something I would have done um, over again. I certainly will encourage my own children to do that. But, um, you know, but I, I, I just think being flexible um, and also not putting, if you are not happy, um, you know, talk with your supervisors, talk with your colleagues. You don't have to stay somewhere that makes you miserable, but try to talk with them and figure out if you can work through it. But it's okay to try different things. And, but I think it's important to communicate, um, you know, if it's not right for you and, um, and, and, you know, but I think it is good to have an open mind and, and start somewhere and, and be clear about where you'd like to be and, and ask people for advice on how to get there. Well, this is great, Mike. All good advice interesting background a lot of which i didn't know myself uh i want to thank you for being today. uh this has been uh, informative your 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 career mirrors what uh you know i think a lot of our students have an interest in doing i appreciate it and uh thank you thank you neil and, and um you know anything that you or the students listening ever need um, let me know. And I know a lot of um, my colleagues on both sides of the aisle love, you know, being supportive to any young person that's interested in getting involved. So, you know, we'll do whatever it takes um, to help plug them in. Um, uh, I know in the Shaheen office, we're always looking for good interns. So, <laughs> um, so let us know. Um, and we're happy to, um, um, you know, take you up on it. Thank you, Mike. You have been listening to Political Occupation, a podcast series brought to you by the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College and the NHIOP Podcast Project. Since its doors opened in September of 2001, the Institute has provided a nonpartisan forum for discussion and debate on all aspects of the American political process. This is where ideas are challenged, ideologies compete, and the democratic process is alive and well. Learn more about the New Hampshire Institute of Politics by visiting anselm.edu and clicking on the Institute of Politics link.